Welcome to this week's episode of Serving the Community Podcast. Each week, your host, Trisha Stutzel, is highlighting people and organizations in our communities that are serving through volunteer work and giving back to make our community, country, and even the world a kinder place to live. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Serving the Community. I'm so excited to be with you guys today. My name is Trisha Stutzel. I'm the owner of Results Extreme Business Solutions and also the founder of this podcast. And I'm super excited to have my guest on with me today, Miss Hillary Graham from Higher Up Texas. And I'm super stoked for you to come on and talk about your program. Welcome to the show, Hillary. Hi, thanks for having me. So let's dive first into who are you and let's talk a little bit about your organization and how you got involved. Sure. Uh, my name is Hillary, as you said, and I am the executive director of Higher Up Texas. And Higher Up Texas was created because when looking at communities where there's high levels of poverty, you think, oh, you want to just give money and pour that into a community. But if tools and resources aren't being taught or shown how to cultivate, not much can change. When the money disappears, the financial support, which is helpful, but when that goes, how deep is that effect, right? So the two founders of the organization, they said, what if we developed critical thinking skills through the development of life skills and tools, such as understanding finances, how to write a check, how to not get into debt, how to vote, how to understand cultural appreciation, awareness, social responsibility, future planning, future financial planning, how to network, all of these tools that can really help young people, but they don't know about them. And if their parents have always done it one way, how can you ever know to do it differently and have different results? So we go into um, Dickinson High School and teach 100 seniors every year these valuable skills. That is so amazing. And I know when we spoke uh, a couple of weeks ago about you coming on the show, uh, all of the opportunities that these kiddos, right, that are um, coming through high school have in ways of uh, mentorship right through the community and i think that's really important so before we started the show today you were talking about you've got a group that's going to be graduating very soon which is really exciting and there's a bridge between what you're doing mentoring in the high school right now and if they choose to continue in the program so can you talk a little bit about that for sure the students that graduated last year the class of 2020 seniors, we all know their school year abruptly ended because of COVID. No prom, unique graduations, final trips kind of all gone. Well, our students said, we need help and we need something. We need some sort of structure. They were hungry and craving for something. And so the students that graduated last year helped us develop the phase two part of our program, which is higher up phase two. And it continues with them after they graduate. So students kind of bridge in their in-school two-hour-a-week program to phase two when they graduate. They write a proposal. They tell us what they need, what they anticipate needing. It doesn't have to be the set in stone. These are what we're going to do for you, these things, such as mentors, job, um, job assistance, um, life advice, scholarships. We do a lot of things for them, and they kind of tell us what they anticipate needing. But 
as they journey in life, they say, hey, I need help with this. Do you know how to compose an email to say this? Yeah, we help them with things like that that come along. And everybody sets goals. What do they want when they you know, grow up? What do you want to be when you grow up? And we're helping them get to that. But it's not just us. It's kind of the peers helping one another. They unpack the situations. So this is you know, obviously after high school. So it's their choice to stay in this post high school program. But it looks like we have a pretty good 50% rate of students going. And I don't know, Trisha, do you remember being 18 or 19? And when you were done with high school, you were ready to move on. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and so Hillary, tell me, how did you get involved in this organization? Well, my whole career has been dedicated to working with at-risk youth in nonprofit um, organizations. So I worked at two previous nonprofits for um, 15 years, and then the opportunity to start Higher Up Texas um, came about just a conversation with one of the founders who I had known for a long time. And he said, this is the idea. Can you create a curriculum? And I said, sure, let's do that. And fortunately, Dickinson High School was like, yes, we need the resources to get these students to their next phases in life and to teach them some life skills because they're not getting it at home. And if they are getting it at home, what a great way to reinforce good, good behaviors and habits and having an outside perspective that's not mom or dad or whatnot. So that's how it came to be. We are going into our third year at the high school. And um, it's amazing because as, like I said, we don't finish with the students when they graduate, they continue. So our network is just blossoming with the students. The graduating students, they come in and still mentor the previous years. They help one another. So that's really cool and an organic way to help the program kind of stabilizes as it grows because you're gonna run out of good people, right? So we're creating those good people for them to give back and contribute into Higher Up Texas. Yeah, I love that. Well, and you know, you asked when you know, you're know you 18 or 19 years old, you're getting out of high school and you're right. It's like, okay, what's next? But how cool would it be that some alumni from the program, right? That I am now graduating from, I can, lean on them for mentorship after right for the post program or the step two and i love that i think that's amazing so let's talk uh, a little bit more let's dive deeper into the program itself so these these um these kids are in high school and you're teaching them critical thinking skills which i think is great problem solving how to balance a checkbook i love all of that so how do you bring that program to the kids in school well you probably don't want to take lessons from me about finances. So we bring in the experts on all of the topics. So for the month of um, September, we kick off the year with financial literacy. So Amico Federal Credit Union comes in, Frost Bank comes in, and they talk about how to understand finances, um, credit rates that are not, or interest rates that are not good, things to avoid, how to not get scammed, how to not sign up for every credit card coming your way just because you're 18. Um, they're the ones that come in and talk about these different topics um, related to finances. And then we take the students on a field trip so they can then take it to the next step and really visualize what we've taught them. We take them to the bank, we take them to the credit union. Um, we do the same thing for every topic we're doing. So the fun one, we did um, local civic engagement. That's huge. Especially in Dickinson, there was a pretty um, big mayor, mayoral candidacy this year uh, for office. And the students all created questions about situations that were problematic in their life related to the city. 
and they submitted them to the um, candidates and three of the four candidates responded to them. So we're teaching them, you have a voice and this is how you use it. And these, these issues that are coming up in your everyday life, you have, you have some influence on them because you're the voter. And uh, it really taught the kids like I can vote and that it's not just some signs I pass along the street. I really now know these people. And um, that's pretty cool because when you're 18, you don't think about your voice being so powerful, but it truly is. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I, I got goosebumps when you were talking about that, because even thinking it was a really long time ago when I was in high school, but, <laughs> but I do remember uh, and not being too involved in politics and not realizing, right, that um, when you be, when you turn 18, you do have a voice and you can vote and it is important. Right. And I love that you're teaching um, our up and coming grownups. Right. All of these life skills. I think that's really cool. So let's then talk about i'm assuming that you would have sponsorship opportunities or opportunities for local businesses to come in and do some of this mentorship with these kids absolutely anybody who has a voice a positive message and some experience in life you are welcome to be a part of our program we are always seeking guest speakers to come into the program at school we can do it over zoom as well um, and then that's where we find our mentors. Like if, if a volunteer wants to take it to the next step and mentor a student who's interested in that career field, we do that. Our mentoring program is very, um, it's, it's easy. It's not difficult. You think the word, oh, mentoring, that's heavy. That's, that's a big commitment. Just plug in a one hour appointment on your calendar once a month. It could be a phone call, a Zoom, coffee, and you and the young person visit and talk about what's going on in life and how the mentor can help or just be a sounding board. This has been very powerful for our, our students because they're hearing people who have um, experiences not only similar to theirs, but these are people that they admire and want to be when they grow up. So they have someone to kind of walk along with them. Yeah, oh, I, I love that. I think that is really amazing. So people who, um, have a story, right? A background. Uh, now that they're in business, I'm assuming that would be a great, uh, a great place um, or a good opportunity to come in and talk about that, right? So maybe they didn't uh, grow up with a silver spoon, if you will, and they started their own business. And I feel like those kinds of talks with the students would be um, really important. So I understand the mentorship. You talked through that. It's a one-hour appointment. Uh, you connect with your student that way. What about the program? um talks right or someone actually presenting or coming in to talk about finances what does that look like do you guys meet on a regular basis is it after school how does that it, work we're a two hour a week class so today i had a guest speaker and he came to the school he's very young uh and he is an entrepreneur he's owned several businesses has a podcast has a business in Kima, and has always had that mindset since he was a young person a young teenager and he came to the class and he was very vibrant and it was just a new perspective, a new person to see who's had this experience. Um, the month of April is all about entrepreneurialism. So we've had a lot of different business owners come in and share how they did it. The, the fun part about owning a business, the hard parts and everything in between and, and their secrets to success. So, you know, our mentor, I'm sorry, our guest speakers, you reach out to me and I could say, you know what, your, your, your skill set is in, uh, future financial planning. I will plug you in during that month in February. Um, other topics we hit on are cultural awareness and appreciation. That's a life skill. That really is. 
students don't understand that they have a culture. They can pinpoint others, other people's culture and say, well, you do this because you look like this. We say, but you have culture too. And it's important to understand and appreciate and, and to try things that are different and experiences that are different and unique. So we love Culture Month and that's during November. Um, some other new things coming into our program this year. We will, one life skill that a lot of young people don't have or have any idea how to start is driving. Many kids just go without, <laughs> they don't have a license, they don't have a car, they, don't, they just don't know the process, especially if there's some cultural factors of, you know, um, I, I do see some of our girls don't get to learn to drive what the boys do. The younger brothers get to learn what the sisters don't. And that's really sad. So we wanna empower the young, the, the young people in our program. When you turn this age, you can you know, get a permit. This is how you take the test. Here's the materials, that kind of thing. So we're bringing in a driving school and um, to teach them you know, not how to physically drive, but how to start the process. And then UTMB will join and talk about being a responsible driver with their simulators of crashed and <laughs> crashing and driving under the influence and stuff, because we want to front load them as much as we can with all these things, because we can't expect them to do different if they've never been taught. Yeah, absolutely. I never even thought about that. Uh, you know, you turn 18, you may have never had any experience with driving, right? Uh, you've just always been a passenger. Man, so how old, uh, how old are your students when they get involved in the program? 17 or 18. They're seniors in high school. And then when they continue, um, after they graduate, I've got students who are now 19. Um, and they're young adults. So we're experience. it's fun to experience life alongside them in this journey. Because the things that they're going through, you know, I have to remind myself in my dusty mind, oh, I remember that. And and to be that cool person to them, like, really, Miss Graham, that happened to you? Yes, and it's okay. You know, you're here, you're, you're showing up. That's what matters. And, and I just, it's such a gift to be able to see that them flourish in life and make mistakes because the fact that they're vulnerable enough to share their mistakes and with their, their classmates, they all kind of help each other. They're not alone. You would not believe the number of text messages or emails or phone calls I got from the alumni after they finished their first semester of college, how many, almost, I think all of them failed something. <laughs> and they were all so embarrassed to tell me. And I'm like, it's okay. You know what? Guess what? Everybody else in your class did too. You're not alone. <laughs> and now they're getting the hang of it in second semester. But if they thought they were the only ones failing, if they were like on their own little island alone, they might quit you know, or just feel terrible and beat themselves up over it. And I say, I joke and I say, hey, I, I feel out of my first semester too. And COVID wasn't even a thing. I had no excuse. <laughs> That's funny. What it, you know, it's nice to have that collaborative effort, right? Where you don't feel like you're on an island all alone. And, and whether you're in high school, post high school, college, or even in business, right? It's so important to know that you're not alone and there are other people out there experiencing the same thing that you're going through. So do you, is there one story that really just stands out in your mind on how this program has really um, kind of changed the, the way someone um, thought about, right, uh, being in high school or post high school? Is there one story that your program has really made a difference that you'd like to yes. talk about? So we just celebrated our very first um, alumni of the year 
And um, it was a hard choice to choose, but then it wasn't as I sat back and thought about it. All of our alumni are phenomenal. They're all on their unique journeys. They're all struggling. They're all succeeding. They're, they're everywhere, right? Success does not look like this for them. It's like, you know, one student, her name is Jocelyn, and she was chosen for alumni of the year. When I met Jocelyn, when she first entered our class um, in the fall of 2019, you know, she was very pleasant, but shy and just kind of there. And then she started to flourish. She really would stay behind and talk to the speakers and ask them questions and take notes. And um, one day I said, what do you want to be? What's next? What's the next step? And she said, I want to flip houses. I was like, and she's very, she's a very petite young lady, really, you know, small. And I was like, I always think of like a big burly person flipping houses, right? And I said, really, why is that? And she said, my dad, he does construction and I write his plans for him. So I know how to do it. I just need to become a real, a realtor and, you know, get some more education and, and do it. I know how to do it. And I thought, wow, that's great. So COVID happened and the school year ended, right? And I reached out to her and I said, okay, what can I do to support you? How can we get to your next step in life? And uh, she said, well, I want to start real estate school, but I don't know how. And I was like, I don't know how either. So I reached out into one of our volunteers, Penny, and she's a pretty big realtor in, in the Clear Lake area. And she and her other friend, who's a realtor, they mentored Jocelyn mentor, they still do. Jocelyn is finishing up her exams and she has a job at her first um, brokerage. So she did it, she she did it. And um, she's already building her first house, her own house. So to be 19, that's incredible. She didn't do the traditional four-year college. She didn't, you know, do the, what you think, what success looks like. She did success in what works for her, you know? And she does come from poverty and first generation and, and things of that nature. She has things going against her in life. And what a way to break through that and take what she's learned from us and keep going. So it just, it excites me, her possibilities. Yeah, that is amazing. So I, what a great story. And it, it takes a village, right? It takes programs like yours, higher up Texas to be there for these kids, right? To get them started and to help them with these life lessons. But it also takes the community, right? To step in and be a part of these students' lives uh, for post high school, right? I love that. I think that is amazing. So Hillary, would you, um, share with me how people can get involved, the best place to get in contact with Higher Up Texas? Sure. Number one, everybody, please like us on Facebook, Higher Up Texas. We post there almost every day. And it's basically, um, in what is what do you call that? Uh, real time. It's real time. I post like almost, you know, that time when we have our speakers come in and just showcasing what we're doing. That's number one. Other ways to become involved, um, we have a monthly donor program for $10 a month that really helps us um, have the resources to provide for these students, especially for their post high school programs. And you can do that through higheruptexas.org. Um, but if you just want to become a volunteer or a mentor, send us a message on our Facebook page, Higher Up Texas. You can also find us on Instagram, Higher Up Texas. 
that's that's pretty much it. I'm out there. You can Google it pretty easily, but our Facebook is the number one way to reach us. Okay, fantastic. And I'll be sure and put that in the show notes as well. So they can just point and click <laughs> and go straight to your straight to your page uh, and and like it and follow all of the activities that you have going on. I so appreciate you coming on to talk to me about your organization today. And I'm so excited. I think it was um, I'm trying to remember who introduced us. And I can't Gail. remember. It was Gail. That's right. Gail Nelson introduced the two of us. And I'm so thankful uh, that she did that. And it's so lovely to meet you. And I really appreciate you being on the show with me today, Hillary. Thanks, Trisha. I enjoyed it. And I will be sure and post all of the connections that you talked about inside the show okay. notes so that people can point and click. Is there anything else that we missed today that you wanted to let our listeners know about? No, I think we're good. Um, I forgot to mention we have LinkedIn also. People can follow us there. Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, the website. That's where we're at, higher up Texas. Um, there's so much to say that it's hard to break it down, but I think that pretty much covered it. Life skills and then after high school help. That's huge. Yeah, and I love that. And uh, all of the um, the information about Higher Up Texas is on your website at higheruptexas.org, right? Yes. Uh, so they can get all of the information there. And then, of course, social media following is going to be really big for you guys as well. Well, thank yeah. you again, Hillary. It's so great to have you on the show today and representing Higher Up Texas. Thank you. Have a good day. All right. And that concludes this week's podcast, Serving the Community. 